0: Welcome to Bookphoria Podcast, the place for people who just love to read across genres, subjects, and themes. I'm here to talk to you about what I'm reading, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode two of Bookforia Podcast. I am so excited for this one because this is hot off of watching season three of You, which is a show on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I recommend highly. And, you know, at the end of that show, I just was like, I can't wait until season four. So I had heard that this was based off a book series. So naturally, guess what I did? I immediately and somewhat impulsively got all three books that are out. Kindle. I apologize to the physical book lovers out there. I just did this one on Kindle just for convenience and you know speed. Let's be real. And I started reading. Uh, You should know this review is going to be pretty spoiler dense especially because I'm going to be comparing the show to the book and boy is there a lot to kind of you know sift through there. Starting with the good and Boy, is there a lot of good out there. Um, For those who have watched the show, you might kind of get the feeling that, you know, this is something of a weird romance vibe we're getting here. Um, However, in the book, it's much more mystery, much more thriller. One of the biggest differences, in my opinion, from the show to the book is actually the entire vibe. Um, There's a really dark mystery psychological thriller vibe for the book that is not there for the show. And this is going to sound a little weird for people who have watched the show because you're like, dude, the show is all about psychological thriller. Um, I'm just going to say everything in context because before reading the book, I would have agreed. And then after reading the book, I would say, "Uh, they're kind of on different levels here. You really notice after reading the book, the pains that the people making the TV show must have gone through to make Joe a much more relatable character. It's very apparent because Joe in the book is just a clear, sick sociopath. Um, This, this happens in a few ways. This isn't just like, Oh, he's just a remorseless killer. You really notice that not only does he have this idealized fantasized version, but it's not bookended by any compassion for other people Uh, the person herself, Beck, right? In this case, or really many others, his compassion, shall we say, is fueled purely on the fact of whether he's in a good mood or a bad mood. So it's kind of striking to see that where you realize that's not compassion at all. If you're only compassionate when you're in a really euphoric state, that's just being euphoric, right? And so with Joe, we kind of get this vibe of like, hard sexuality with a veneer of kindness it's almost like the classic sign of a sociopath is someone who is superficially charismatic but you know cannot have long-term relationships for long because of their you know inherent i guess fakeness right so superficially you're attracted to them they're interesting they're charming much like joe goldberg in the book and then when you get to know him truly get to know him it's some sick shit going on over there. And, you know, despite being a huge fan of the show, this was kind of a plus. I didn't necessarily want to just reread the first season on book. I wanted to know what was the source material like? What were they working with and what did they change and why? And I definitely saw what why they changed what they did. I could not imagine having watched you uh, in the book form without just having to turn it off from it being so disturbing and sick. It would be like going from this quasi romance, like, Oh, he has bad intentions, but, or rather he has good intentions, but you know, like dark behavior to this dude has bad intentions and bad behavior straight up. Uh, It's just watching a serial killer documentary at that point. But nonetheless, this book was excellently written. The characters were super fleshed out, which is surprising considering everything in this book is written from Joe's stream of consciousness and Joe's point of view, of course. Despite that, you get some amazing insight into some of these characters, obviously due to Joe's stalking, which doesn't change from show to book, right? He's still a excellent stalker. He still has his trophies. In fact, there's quite a lot of similarities between the book and the show. It's just the, the feel is different. And that goes all the way to the characters as well. The characters, which... I kind of expect this in any book to have better developed characters than in a show simply because, I mean, we have insight into their mind. We have more time with them via the pages in a book. It's just what ends up happening. But man, were these characters well-written and fleshed out. You really got to, well, minus Joe, maybe. We didn't get as much backstory on him. We just kind of got his mental state, right? And how he reacted. We got to know him through, the present moment of a stream of consciousness, which is incredible, but I'm saving that for last folks. Um, but Beck, for example, we got to see her through Joe's point of view. So it was kind of fascinating to see how she, you know, we really got two points of view. We got the point of view of Joe and we got the point of view of us noticing what Joe doesn't notice. It kind of had a similar vibe of if you notice your friend is going out with a toxic girl, and he has this point of view of like, she's great and reading all her actions in the best possible way. And you being the objective third party looks at your friend and his infatuation with the toxic girl and is just like, oh my God, this is not looking good. And this dude doesn't see it at all. And that's kind of what you go through reading this book. That was my experience anyway. So in that respect, it kind of had the feeling of a uh, watching a train accident where even though you're not sympathetic to Joe, you're kind of like, wake up dude like she's doing the same thing she has been same cycle she's hot and cold she likes the attention what have you it's very clear to us right the audience the the readership but to joe and to many of us probably in relationships when we're wearing those rose colored glasses things look very different but the difference here being joe is not your normal person who's infatuated and fallen in love what i liked about the book a bit more than the show, actually, was the character of Beck. I feel like Beck was a much more full, real female character in the sense that um, she was almost like love in the second season. She was not so innocent. I mean, granted, she didn't murder anyone, right? But she was doing fucked up shit of her own. She was really just, let's say, wrecking families, leading people on Staying in toxic relationships intentionally herself, self-admitted, simply because she loved being loved, and I mean, who can who can blame her, right? She we look at her backstory, uh, we see that her father is still absent, father still left, and in fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think in the book, he doesn't even have a drug problem; he just straight up leaves her family for a different family which I can only imagine the issues that causes. And when we get to Dr. Nikki's analysis of Beck, I'm so curious about the author and how she basically got that first note, voice note, that Joe heard from Dr. Nikki, the therapist in the the show slash book, and how he basically assessed her very well in the very first, I guess, diagnostic voice note he had. Speaking as a therapist, uh, it was spot on. He nailed it, and therefore the author, Caroline Kepnes, nailed it. She was clearly classic borderline, attention seeking, some narcissism. There was like a lot of that going on, and it was so fascinating to see that in a book format, where it was so well written. I, I can only imagine the potential uh, personal experience the author might have had or or just witnessed, right? Cause that was, that was fascinating. That's something I'd love to ask her about. And in this Beck was beautifully written, beautifully crafted character because she was really her own person. She, she wasn't just, a uh, I don't know, something for Joe to play against like in the show a bit more, not to say that, you know, Beck in the show is two dimensional, not, not by any means, but at the same time, she is a full person with full issues and causes her own problems. It's not like that gives us a pass to give to Joe to be like, oh, it's okay, you murdered her, or you did all the sick shit. But it's more about the idea that, you know, these things are complex. It's never okay for Joe to do what he did. But at the same time, she also did some dark stuff herself. She broke up a marriage, she manipulates people, and she wanted to see by her own words, if Dr. Nikki would leave his family for her and then as soon as he revealed and broke up his family, she was like, eh, I'm not sure if I really want this anymore. So I was like, damn, sociopathic behavior right there. That was wild. Not to mention a great part of this book and reading it was the constant lying. Like you never really knew who Beck was despite all of the tracking Joe was doing which was such a brilliant move by the author. It left you curious the entire book about who was this person Joe was dating, which I wonder if that's a part of the theme because something that kept coming up again and again, similar to the show, but really nailed in in the book was this idea of authenticity, people being themselves, right? Even from the beginning where people bought other more, let's say sophisticated literature to cover up buying a Dan Brown book, And then all the way through Benji and Beck in the end, when he would give them Dr. Sleep or the Dan Brown, the Da Vinci Code in the end between him and Beck. It was such an interesting thing because it wasn't about snobbery like I thought it was in the show. Or maybe the show had slightly different theme off that. It was, in fact, based off authenticity, you can like what you like, just be real about it. And I feel like that was Joe's whole thing. So even when him and Beck read The Da Vinci Code together, it was just, they both enjoyed it. They both admitted they enjoyed it. Contrasted with Benji or this random customer in the very beginning of the book who said, you know, I'm not really into this book, but Benji loved Dr. Sleep. And this ran again and again towards this theme of uh, Stephen King, who was a recurring theme, I thought hilariously, because this had to be uh, inspired by Stephen King's misery. Like there's there's just no way. All the references, plus the cage, plus the writer um, in the show and in the book, there was just so much there. And I loved every second of it. And one of the most interesting things I noticed was the fact that in the book, there was no Paco. There was no Paco's family. There was no domestic violence happening with a neighbor. And that was notable because that was the clearest sign to me that they had no intention of making Joe a sympathetic character. They didn't want him to have uh, a sad backstory of being hurt as a child. They had no intention of making him likable even a little bit. And I think that's kind of the theme again. He just is who he is. He's not trying to make you like him. He's not trying to make you sympathetic to him. He's just himself and he will be himself to the reader, right? And that's the other thing because Joe is so interestingly paradoxical because at the same time, he hates this lack of authenticity in others. He is one of the faker people because he does all this, you know, really crazy stuff, really violent, negative, toxic behavior, and he covers it up for reasons that he kind of dances over and papers over with the paper mache of his rationalizations. And we never really get to see him have any kind of remorse, which is pretty typical for a sociopath. Now, it would not be fair if I didn't include the bad, some things I did not like about this book, um, which was a very hard thing to, you know, jot down, to be honest with you, because I actually love this book. But if I had to, I would say that the thing about Dr. Nikki having very short shrift was very upsetting for me. I feel like we got to know him a lot more in the show, perhaps thanks to John Stamos's star power. But nonetheless, uh, it was sad to see him get such a, like a nothing ending, right? Like we didn't really get to know that much about what happened to him. He was like a blurb, the psychologist who murders his patient or something like that. And we didn't get to see what happened when he left his family. We didn't get to see when he got arrested, how he got framed, or anything like that. Like maybe Joe following the news to make sure everything was tied up. Something like that. Because he became such a character to become curious about after reading. And you just want to know, how were these things tied up? He wasn't as insignificant in the book as Beck's best friends, uh, what was it, Chana and Lynn? he was a bit more in there. He was living with Beck towards the end. And that was such a fascinating development. One thing I was always curious about regarding this series, especially since they started living together is did Dr. Nicky know who Joe was towards the end of their therapy relationship? Because ultimately when they were living together, he had every way to know perhaps Uh, she showed a picture to him, perhaps he was on Beck's wallpaper somewhere, on a phone, on a laptop, and that would really explain the whole referral thing going on. Of course, he could have just felt guilt about, you know, crossing the boundary with Beck, but he could also very well have realized that this is Joe, this is the person I saw in the pictures with Beck, and I need to get him out of here without him knowing anything's amiss because this is disturbing behavior. However, I would like to think that if that was the case, he would bring it up to Beck and Beck would have known Beck perhaps would have said something. So for those reasons, I don't think that was the case, but it's still an interesting, like somewhat loose end. Having said that, to be honest with you, uh, there was not much for me to criticize about this book. I devoured it accidentally. Like I haven't really accidentally devoured a book like that in a while and it really made me enjoy the idea of reading non-fantasy, non-sci-fi literature, which I I rarely do anymore. And that leads me to the third section, the interesting. One thing I thought I was going to get annoyed with very quickly, but instead sucked me in like nothing else, was the stream of consciousness. I don't tend to like books that have heavy stream of consciousness and yet I found this author's way of doing it brilliantly crafted it wasn't just that we got insight into Joe and we got this creepy realization of the type of person he was completely unfiltered it was also the poetic writing she had it was so well written she had a beautiful way of crafting basically prose in his head that was bordering on poetry at times So that was just pleasant to read. It was a good experience. It was really nice. And it gave some flavor to Joe's thinking instead of just, you know, the basic construction of stream of consciousness, which can sometimes just be bare bones, like, hate that, don't like it. Uh, no, yes. Okay, moving on. Not to say that, you know, that's how authors necessarily write stream of consciousness all the time, but uh, it could really be like too bare to kind of be hooked in there and there's really an art to doing that and I feel like this author was really able to kind of capture that this was a great book and it was really satisfying to read especially for people who already like the series if you like the show you're gonna love the books this is a fantastic book and it really has a lot of parallels but without too many for it to become cut and dry and boring although the show is fairly loyal There's a lot of differences with the character and you almost feel like you get a bit more juice out of the squeeze for the book rather than the show. And that's it for my episode two of You by Caroline Kepnes. Thanks for listening and happy reading.